Yes. Guys, so it is time for my special guest. He goes by the name of Chris Evangelou, and he is quickly making a name for himself in the entertainment industry. The former professional boxing champion has transitioned perfectly to acting, and he currently stars in Guy Ritchie's film, The Gentleman, on Netflix. And he plays primetime. And he's also going to be back on the big screen very soon, starting on Disney Plus and Hulu TV. Hello, Chris. How are you doing? Doing? I'm really good, thank you. Thanks Yay! <laughs> so tell me, how was your transition from being a boxer to going into acting? Because it's been so smooth. Like, guys, he's killing it, honestly. <laughs> Do you know what? People don't, I mean, on the surface, it does look smooth in that way because you just show your achievements and you show what you're getting and everything, the auditions mm -hmm. and the roles. But deep down, you still have to graft because any yeah. field you come from, that's the niche you're going to be starting off and you're going to be typecast at the beginning, but that's what you want. Yeah. So I go for a lot of action roles, stunt roles, a gangster, you know, the, the bad boy kind of look, you know, because yeah. I can fight as well, um, and also the sportsman. Um, of course. <clears throat> so that's how it kind of, that's how I transitioned into acting, but my agent was very clear at the beginning. Mm -hmm. It's going to be very hard, especially because I never went to university, got an actor's degree and things like that. I came through a different walk of a life. A different field, yeah. Exactly, which I feel that really served me well. I had my whole professional boxing career and I use that in my acting now. Of course, and I feel like it's a field where you need a lot of um, discipline, like yeah. a strong mindset. So I feel like you maybe applied those skills from boxing into the acting craft. 100%. Like when I go into an audition, you know, I might be a bit less nervous than I would have been because I fought yes. in front of like 10,000 people in Wembley of Arena. Of So this is like a luxury for me. I'm not getting hit in the head. I'm not <laughs> having to fight someone and, you know, national TV, God, you know, whatever. But um, it's really been good. It's been a great, you know, six years transition. Um, and it's just growing every year. That's like every amazing. year I look back and I've done more than what I've done in the previous year. So it's really good. The, time, time's flown by. I literally felt like I, I went to um, to your premiere for Shadow Boxer like the other yeah. day. Has has it really been that long? But can you yeah. tell me about Shadow Boxer? Because you yeah. did you write that? Yeah, I wrote mm -hmm. the, the story for, for that. And, yeah. um, you know, one of the um, writers that was on it, uh, Craig, he, he wrote the screenplay for it. Nice. So the script and everything, because I was very new to the world, you know, of, you know, writing. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that was uh, that was based on inspirations from my life as a boxer and how I, you know, how things happened to me and things I went through six, seven years ago. Mm -hmm. It was, you know, of a darker time of my life which a lot of people do go through of course and i wrote about it and and i put it into a short film and i managed to film it and and get it get it out there to the film festival. yeah and a nice well. screening as well it had a really yeah. nice premiere yeah, i remember great. thank you yeah and it, it won you know best film at uh, exit six film festival with a little bomb for that, that. <laughs> <laughs> that <I love> is <laughs> come on that is sick yeah. was there any challenges you faced in that process of making the film yeah i was so many i mean one we had to we, we wanted to film it as like a one shot yeah. which was really really difficult to do and pull off because that means we needed to choreograph every everything thing of course to a two we had to find the venue that would allow us to film there three we only had half an hour to film it because oh, wow. we needed to use real fans mm -hmm. of a boxing show and we used the interval of um rinking events um boxing. wow so it wasn't like extras you they got it was extras, real no. audience real members wow you see i would have yes. never known this yeah yeah <laughs> 
um, and we had half an hour from so instead of like a, you know a boxing event usually they do like an auction or something but we we filmed a film in the in the little in interval. The sort of interval <laughs> and um, everyone was real apart from like my family and friends like yeah. write it down I, you know but we we still guided them our director was guiding on the mic like the you know like an announcer yeah saying right guys you're gonna do this uh, Mason's That's gonna amazing. get hit hard make sure you cheer <laughs> You know, um, but yeah, and then um, we, we wrapped and, and got it got it out there. But that's amazing because you didn't even have like the luxury that when you're filming you have you can have loads of takes. Yeah. No, you yeah. had 30 minutes. No, it's like 30 minutes. this is now or never. Yeah. We we allowed for three mistakes in the whole 30 minutes to be able to get it done. To get it done. I think oh, we wow. took like 32 minutes in mm-hmm. the end, but um, I was really proud of everyone. Yeah, yeah it really no, it was, it was really, really good film. Yeah, thank you. So when, when did you know you wanted to do acting? Was it something that was before you did boxing or when you were doing boxing, maybe you're like, actually, that's always been my passion. Like, how did that come about? I've always loved acting mm-hmm. since I was a kid. Um, you know, I, I had the little fake Oscar award and I was Cheers. like, yeah, you know, like, <laughs> pretending I've won it yeah. um, in the mirror at seven years old. But when I went through school and everything, I, I'd done acting because I was, I was a showman. I had to act. I had mm-hmm. to, you know, that was like my vent. Yeah. And then when sport took over, like boxing started becoming more and more in my life when I was about 17. And then I realized I can't do both. Mm-hmm. Boxing is a young man's sport. So I thought, I'm going to dedicate oh. myself to boxing because I can't. Because I, I think one time I was filming in a music video for like 14 hours. And mm-hmm. then the next day I was trying to train and I was shattered. Yeah. And I thought, I can't do both. So I put acting on the shelf for some years, done yeah. my boxing career. And then through whatever the universe, God, you know, I broke my hand um, towards the end of my career. And that was kind of like the sign to say, right. That was a push. It was a push. Needed. And mm-hmm. um, it was like a, a change of course. Yeah. And then my surgeon was like, look, you need to take some time out of boxing. But I'm not talking about a month or two. I'm talking like six months to a year. Wow. So do something else with your life. And that's that what, was definitely like, okay, yeah, yeah. now this is the time to do acting. And it's true because like for boxing and like football, as well it's a short career so you have to do it young and then yeah. after figure out what else you're going to yeah. do it's so explosive as well it's like you're training every mm-hmm. single day putting your body through so much torture yeah you know and then fighting it's not even like a luxury you're like you're having you're having a fight mm-hmm. and then um you know you damage yourself um and it was just it happened to be my right hand and it, it broke and and you know i remain i was i became a professional champion which mm-hmm. was my dream but I thought, you know what, my passion now is in acting and I'm, in I'm happy. That's amazing. Mm. This is a random one, but how was your mom with dealing with that? Because for example, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like if my son ever grew up to be a boxer, I would be panicking at every single match. Like any hit, I would be like, no. <laughs> she did, but she came to every single fight that yeah, she was allowed to. I fought for, I fought against the SAS mm-hmm. once and no one was allowed to come and watch because it oh, was wow. like, you know, no one could be seen as who's an SAS or yeah. in the Marines or whatever. So that was behind closed doors. But, you know, they were on the phone to my coach. Mm-hmm. He's doing well. He's doing this. He's doing that. <laughs> oh, That's the only bless. fight I think she never came to. But every single other fight, she was there she was praying, there watching me. And I always used to turn in between the rounds mm-hmm. and say, Mom, I'm cool. I'm good. I'm good. Yeah. Oh, bless. We love to hear that. <laughs> well, guys, we're going to go for some music. And then we'll be right back to talk about your role in The Gentleman. Cool. Exciting. And previously, we were talking about his career and transition from a boxer to actor. And, yeah, I want you to tell me about your character and your role in The Gentleman. Oh, cool. Yeah. yeah. Tell me. Who, who did you play? What was that like? So, yeah, and no, I was an amazing, uh, amazing month of filming. Yeah. Um, meeting everyone that was on the set, obviously, Guy Ritchie and, mm-hmm. and the, you know, the 
big A-list actors, you know, uh, Matthew McConaughey, Hugh Grant, amazing, Colin Farrell, Charlie oh Hunnam, God. Henry Golden. It was it was just ridiculous. That's amazing. It felt like we done the um we done the table read, and when yeah. I went to the day, you know, to, you know, to be it was a secret place in London. And then just people walking <laughs> through the door, like it was like a dream. It was like these, these yeah. amazing superstars are just walking through the door. A bit surreal as well, I suppose. Oh, it was just really like, surreal. What? Yeah, and I'm, you know, I'm sitting next to Bugsy, Bugsy Malone, Aaron, and we're just talking, and it's his first, you know, acting role mm-hmm. as well, and he's coming from. The was music that your world. first um, professional acting role? Myself? Yeah. No, that wasn't my first. Okay. Uh, I'd done a few things before, but sure. it, was, it was definitely my biggest. The to, biggest. To that day. Yeah. Um, and I played the role of prime time mm-hmm. in the gang, the Toddlers, and then we. We're the sort of gang that is coached by Colin Farrell in the film, who plays the coach. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're the naughty boys in the film. We're the catalyst of why everything mm-hmm. happens, which okay. is really good with that link. Um, but yeah, it was so exciting. And then when we, when I saw it at the premiere, I was just so amazed at how it was all put together. And then nice. it was so exciting. It was it was such a classic Guy Ritchie, lock, stock, snatch, throwback in rock and roller, things like that. So I was really, really proud to be a part of that. And when I got the, the audition through, mm-hmm. I was like, I told my my agent Mandy, I was like, oh, this is like it's my favourite director, so yeah. I've got to like do my best <laughs> in this audition. <laughs> so, I have yeah. to get it. I have to get yeah. it. So you got that for your agent then I was gonna ask yeah. where you scouted it was for your agent. Yeah. Um how many was it a self table did you have to go in? No, I went in. I went into London, oh, which was in. really good. I really I love I love going to the auditions rather than self tape. Self tape is really tricky, isn't it? It's so. tricky. It's pros and cons to both. One, mm-hmm. you could do as many takes as you want, and then they say the the so that's the pro, and also the con is that you could do as many takes as you want as well. <laughs> so you just never know. <laughs> you never know which one's yeah. like the best one. So um, I went into London. I I done it there, and do you know what? I done a lot of homework for that audition. Like yeah. l- like usually I sort of do a little bit, right? If you mm-hmm. know. But this, I really dived into the script. What is your process like? Because there's going to be a lot of actors and creatives that listen back to this. Like, how much homework did you do? What is like a lot of homework for you um, to get ready for a role? I go into a, a quiet room. I, mm-hmm. I, I get the script, and even if it's just one or, or you know, it might be two, three pages. You know, I've had a, I've had an audition which was ten pages, but it mm-hmm. doesn't matter. It's I want to know the character. I want to know what his mission is. I want to know who he is, what he's done before he's he's in that scene. So okay. my audition was actually um, the lines of Bugsy Malone's character, mm-hmm. Ernie, in the film when there's um, when he's telling the coach some information. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to know, like, where's he come from? What's he doing? He's clearly training, so he's mm-hmm. a boxer, he's a fighter, and then blah, blah, blah. So I want to know what his goals are in the scene. I know it's very cliche to say that, but then once you get that, you can deliver the lines better. Because yeah, of course. You like, know, like... The yeah. objective or the exactly. intention behind exactly. it. And who's like. the relationship? What's the relationship like? You know, if it's mm-hmm. um, is the coach close to him? Is he a second father to him, or is he just someone that he goes to? You know, any Nuffield gym and it's just a trainer. It's not. He's he's a, a coach, a mentor. So mm-hmm. you deliver lines a little bit differently. Of course, you know? due to how much you... respect they have exactly. for that other person as a character. Exactly, and then and then. With, with Guy Ritchie, obviously, I know his films really well, so mm-hmm. I kind of delivered the theme of his films. Yeah. Um, so I'd done a bit of an East End accent, and la la la, <laughs> and then I just I got the role. I was in the barber chair, and I got no way I when got you got the, the news. Yeah, yeah, I got the call <laughs> from agent. And I just jumped out of the chair and I was like, yes, I can't believe I got it, I got it. I got emotional and I was of like, course. oh my God. So yeah, that was that was like the first biggest, biggest role. That you, you did, know? no, yeah. that is amazing. Thank you. What would you say um, is like your dream role now, now that you've done a few bits, you've had those mm. experiences, like where is your mind at to the next 
thing, the next so, dream role you'd like to get? Then, so yeah, that's two different questions. So like my dream next role would mm-hmm. be a series regular in something like a really cool series, yeah. you know, on HBO or Netflix or something where you can really develop the character. Exactly. They've got, they got a character arc where you follow them and you fall in love with that character. Yeah. You know, you know, obviously you've got the Game of Thrones and, you know. Oh, Luke Game of Thrones was amazing. I love that. I'd yeah. love to have been. I would yeah. <laughs> love to have been like that. And not get killed, but still. <laughs> um, but my, you know, my dream jo- uh, job, that is one of them, but it would probably be, oh man, this is a, such a cliche, but I'd love to be a superhero like Marvel. Oh my goodness. <laughs> no, because that's so mine cool. as well. Like, what what, yeah, when people ask me, they're like, what would be a dream yeah, actor yeah. role? And I, I'm always we like, I don't want to could be the next Avengers, you know, or the Sons of, the Marvel, yeah. DC Comics. Like, I'd love to be, be a, like uh, a Deadpool character where okay. it's comical, but it's a bit of dark comedy as well. Dark like, comedy, yeah, that was yeah, really, really funny. And that's one of the best, you know, films they do and stuff. And, Avengers Endgame. I just want to be like that, that's the epic. That's mm-hmm. the pinnacle of my career. That of I want course, it to be. And hopefully that happens. <laughs> it will. Listen, we are talking into existence, manifesting. Let's do it. It's you never know. You'll be <laughs> next Batman. Who knows? Oh, I think you oh, can play mate. Batman. You know? Yeah, Bruce <laughs> Thank Wayne. You. Bruce Thank Wayne. You. I absolutely love that. <laughs> so, what are some of the challenges you face in your career thus far, if you faced any? Um. One big part of being an actor is you have to be able to just deal with rejection because oh, yes. that's part of part of that. That happens. Like you need to say, right, I'm going to go into the rain. I'm going to get wet. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be an actor. I'm going to be rejected. Yeah. Um, Henry Cavill was literally known as the most unluckiest man in Hollywood. He mm-hmm. nearly was Batman, and then Christian Bale got it. Oh my he goodness. nearly was Superman, and Superman Returns, and he never done it. He never got it. This was just before he became Superman. You know, he was too young to be James Bond back mm-hmm. in the day. Like every single time he got to like that stage where he's going to become like the lead in a the huge lead. franchise. He never got it. But then he had his breakthrough as Superman, and now everyone wants him, apart from DC Superman that fired him. But yeah, he's cool. He's got a good career now. So you need to deal with rejection. Also, getting ready, like, you need to always be prepared for a role. Like, Mm -hmm. um, luck is preparation meets opportunity. So if if you don't know how to do things and there's an audition that comes up, Mm -hmm. like, a lot of actors just say they can do it, and then they quickly learn to do it. But if you just touch on things yeah there's like, a saying if you stay ready you don't have to get ready exactly you know like i do horse riding randomly Sick. you know i don't look like the type of person to just go horse riding <laughs> but i do i um, love horse riding it's really fun it is I, I, horse riding is amazing yeah i recommend it everyone do some horse riding yeah um Therapeutic. it is definitely um but yeah you know i'm always in the gym i'm always training i'm always sort of doing some sort of diet where i'm not getting over overweight because mm-hmm. of the roles i go for you, know, you, you have, have to, to say, maintain your physique, yeah, that sort of, yeah. I'm not, not a character. Type, but you know. Yeah, I'm not a character mm-hmm. actor, so um, mm-hmm. I can be, but I get seen for the athletic. I've got an audition, I've got an audition this weekend to be, you know, bodybuilder athlete. Yeah. You know, I've just done another one action guy. I've just done another one. I can't say the names of what they are and what it's for. Oh, but secret. Yeah, so <laughs> I, I need to always stay ready. That's, that's the biggest challenge. Like, if you're mm-hmm. out of shape and you get an audition, you're going to feel a little bit you know the bad about yourself and you won't have that confidence but when you're in ridiculous shape then you're going to ooze confidence you're Mm going to and it's going to show it's going to show that on camera so yeah i really that's probably the biggest challenges i think yeah so how do you deal with the with the rejection so if you get rejected for something you really wanted you kind of just Mm. shrug it off like oh okay whatever onto the next one or is 
does it kind of get to you and then you kind of find a way to just okay let it go i think it gets easier with um, time with time you get mm. to learn like when, when it was the beginning of my career and, and i got rejected from things i really wanted like this could change my life and exactly. i never got it. it it affected me a little bit my confidence and i felt a little bit you know that anxiety like oh well, why wasn't i good enough mm -hmm. but then you realise that there's so many people going for this one role and it could even be you were perfect. Like the cast of the director said, you're amazing, mm -hmm. but you just didn't fit in the film or the series because maybe you're, I know this sounds really weird, but you're too tall for the, the lead actor. So they've chosen someone shorter. Like yeah. literally it could be anything. It could be anything. And I feel as, as actors, very easy to be like, oh, I'm not good enough. I could have mm -hmm. done better. Sometimes, it, like you said, it's not that at all. Like you could have no. done amazing. It's just something yeah. else. I've gone for something else. Yeah, but it only makes the sweet sweeter. Like, you know, sweet and a sweet without the sour. So when I got a role, like like in the last year when I when I got my Mexican trip and stuff and on, on the series, again, I can't say what yeah. it is, but when I got that, I jumped 10 feet in the air because a wow. week before that, I lost an acting role. Like, lost it. I had it. You had and it I and lost it. How, how was that? So they booked you for it and they then they tell we're going it. a different direction. No, so this was really strange. It's probably never happened to many people. But <laughs> I need to hear this. <laughs> so yeah. for the role, I had to have a head cast taken of me which okay. they put all this stuff over your head. They cover everything apart from your two nostrils. Yeah. Oh and I'm claustrophobic. So I kept panicking in the oh, chat. I know it was really bad. No. It's like, I can't help it. I'm a boxer. I can take punches. I can do whatever. But don't put me in a confined space because I'll fight out of it. Even you saying that, I'm finding yeah. it hard to breathe. I, I'm like... I find it hard to breathe out my nostrils because mm -hmm. of 15, 20 years of boxing. I haven't broken my nose, but it's definitely something's gone on in there. Okay. Yeah, you know. So I couldn't breathe very well. So they've done oh, it in a different way. And it didn't come out right and apparently it's really expensive to do yeah and instead of talking to me about it they just got rid of me and it was as so they do sad. yeah as they, they do. wouldn't try to negotiate no. like, oh, bye. They, oh, they, yeah wow. exactly so then I, I went for a run that night i was really depressed i was so sad yeah you know that would have I mean? been heartbreaking how hard it is to get a role in this industry and then exactly. let alone losing it and then literally one week later i've got the role for mexico which Ironically, if I did the role before, yeah. I couldn't have done the Mexican the role, Mexico one. which paid... Uh, yeah, I was going to ask, is the Mexico yeah. one bigger than the one that you lost? It, well, it was, they paid me 15 times more <gasps> than the other previous. So you see? <laughs> so everything Honestly, happens for a reason. It was a blessing in disguise. Exactly. That's what that was. It was the best. It was like, weirdly, it was a lesson that I found out the reason for. Some people never know the reason yeah, why. Exactly. And I found out within one week turnaround. So... I was really happy. I was really lucky for that, and I was I was blessed to have actually got that other role. So yeah, yeah it worked out. It worked out in the well. end. No, that is amazing. That that is a story. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> I want to an exclusive story, by the way. I've never told that. Really? Story. Well, yeah. now you've got it here, honestly, and then people can listen back because that is so cool. Cool. Um, I, I want to give a big shout out to Captain Bill Porker and Sparky Marky. Yeah, shout out to everybody locked in. Got a few listeners here. Oh, cool. And hello, hello guys. <laughs> We're gonna go for some music, and then we'll be right back with some more. <laughs> You guys, I am here with Chris Evangelou and we've been talking all about his career and journey in the entertainment industry. So can you tell me some of your favourite actors or directors that Fa you have? Favourite actors, yeah. I mean, um, like I think I go through what films have been like affected me and you know, mm -hmm. you know, have left an impression on me through my life. Like one of them is the the first Matrix. 
Um, that was one of my favourite films growing up, and it still nice. is. Um, the rest I don't really consider part of the film, just the first one. <laughs> just the first uh, one? The first one, yeah. Um, Can you believe I've never seen it? You've never seen Matrix? Like, oh, shoot me goodness. now. Just watch The Matrix. The first is it on one, Netflix? I don't know. Where can I find it? <laughs> I'll send you a link. <laughs> yeah, I need to see yeah. it. Every time I say this to people, they're like, what? Yeah, no, but, you've got it. Mm. It's a life, it is a very thought-provoking yeah. um, film, especially with what we're living in now. Like, exactly. To be honest, it's all weirdly, things are coming true from it now. Um, but I love Neo, I love I love um, Keanu Reeves. I think Keanu he's Reeves, a great amazing. actor. Um, left, you know, me, you know, growing up thinking about his style of acting and the roles that he's played, are, are, that's me, you know, mm. Speed and Matrix. Yeah. Um, Again, uh, obviously Guy Ritchie is one of my favourite sort of directors in that sense, and I got to and you got to work, got with, to him. work with him. You were casting his films. Sur- it's surreal. Insane. I go to his uh, pub quite often, and I'm friends yeah. with like you know the, you know the people that work there and that. So I do get to see him <laughs> now and then and say hello. That's nice. Um, Look at that, your favourite. Yeah. Now you're <laughs> now I'm in there. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean. Just, uh, you know, things like Braveheart, again, such an epic film growing up. All these are a little bit older. The 300, which mm-hmm. was one of my, because I'm Greek as well, I identify yeah. with the, Spartans, the Spartan Warriors. I mean, when I was a boxer, I would always watch that before a fight. Oh, wow. And it would always give me that extra bit of confidence that I'm a Spartan warrior, you know, yeah. that old cheesy thing. But, no, but that's nice. Um, You've got to speak yeah. yourself into it, you know. Yeah, you so have that, to. yeah exactly. Um, Christopher Nolan, all that, you know, the, these sort of directors I'd love to work with um, going forward. Um, but yeah, those are sort of some of my my favourite films. And that Tom Hardy is one of my favorite yeah. Actors. Tom Hardy, I like Tom Hardy. He's he's uh he's definitely someone I'd love to work with. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyone doing and you will, you will trust me. <laughs> yeah. you, you did it with Guy Ritchie, your favourite. So yeah, yeah. Next is Tom Hardy. I was guys. very close to work working with Tom. And, really? Uh, yeah, that was when I was a bit disappointed it didn't happen. But not from my fault. I I did the role, but he didn't accept the role. Oh wow! So he went done something else. But um yeah, it'll definitely happen. It'll it, happen so later. You know, just a matter of time, I hope. That's what it is. No, 100%, yeah. I believe that. Um, can you tell me what you're working on at the moment? Yeah, so um, I've got a couple of things I'm doing. Uh, firstly, I've got some, you know, great news. I can't say again what it is. Unfortunately, yeah. in this business, there's a lot of NDA out there. Honestly, but soon. Yeah, it's but exciting yeah, for sure. I'll start filming soon for um, something quite big. That's, that's nationwide. Uh, that's mm. that's being filmed in February and it's quite a quick turnaround it will come out in like a couple months nice one um, but I'm, I'm actually producing a film I'm co-producing a film with Game, Ch- Game Changer Films um, which is a horror it's my first ever horror <gasps> never thought I'd ever do a horror but we're producing one and it's really great it's a great concept um, never, are you producing it and you're going to be in it as well I'm in it as well yeah. I'm the lead actor in it and I'm producing nice. it but we're, we're going for a really big budget um, and we're sort of cultivating um actors and and writers Mm -hmm. really that have never really had a break and we want to sort of like use you know use them and and try and get them into get them either into the film or the crew side of it yeah but especially writers going forward we're we're looking for horrors and urban myths because i think that sells really well nice everyone can get scared um and also what we've what we've done in this film is something that's never actually they've never actually made a film of this before um, I'm so curious to know what it is but you can't say I can't, can't say too say, much yeah. um, but it's uh, it's a really good concept I play the lead and definitely I've had this experience in my life to do with this horror so I think a lot of people are going to identify with it every time we tell people about it like one to one they always say they've experienced it oh. so it'll be it'll be really great great to see so we're, we're doing that this year um, so if anyone wants to sort of know a bit more about it or you're a writer of any horrors or a miss mm-hmm. um, info at gamechangerfilms.co.uk they're looking for that now so if you're a writer you're someone who's got a great story 
send it in there okay. you go guys tell a friend to tell a friend yep. opportunity is right definitely, there definitely. i'll put it on on my instagram as well which is at the dream show with two w's at the end we'll promote it on there see cool. if there's anyone that can send an email yeah, and it gives people an opportunity as well exactly so, i love that so. given an opportunity mm. because you know as we know creative industry it's yeah. hard sometimes to like get that opportunity no man so all women's an island uh, no one's made it on their own especially mm-hmm. this industry you've got yeah. to help people out and you know and i always remember people that helped me get to yeah. where i am like, you know that never goes the forgotten unnoticed yeah yeah. of course so if (laughs) random one Mm. if you weren't an actor because obviously you've had two careers you've been a boxer so if you weren't an actor what would you be if there's anything yeah anything else you kind of like like hmm i would i would have done that if i honestly uh i would have been a doctor really yeah yeah, there was a time in my life that i thought that would have been a bit later like like my mid-20s to early 30s i was gonna go back to school and do 10 years of to get become wow, a doctor, to be a doctor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so you're not scared of like blood and things like that then? um i may you not have been a surgeon but, <laughs> <laughs> but i definitely want to help people yeah uh, i got really into medicine and natural remedies and stuff okay. and also you know i just thought doctors are amazing people they, they yeah. study their life to help people yes they to get help paid others. for it but guess what about you know when you're ill when you see that white coat coming towards you to say that they're going to help you, nothing beats that. Honestly. You know, that feeling, you know. <laughs> That's true. That's nice. That's yeah. nice. Helping out. Um, if you could have any superpower, what would you choose? Oh, so, do you know what? That's changed. Every Is decade it? It that has changes. changed. <laughs> like when I was a kid, that was to fly or, or be invincible. Yeah. Um, that's a really, really good question. Um, I, do you know what? This is going to sound so cheesy again, but I guess it goes back to being a doctor. I know it sounds weird, but I would love to be able to heal anyone. Oh, wow. Um, and, you uh, definitely have yeah. it in you then to be a healer because if, you like would choose to. that as yeah, well. Yeah, like that, that's only been in the last few years because I've seen people leave my life, you oh. know, and obviously, you know, pass away yeah. and, and, and sickness. I think to help someone feel better mm-hmm. is an amazing feeling. You know? Of course. So, yeah. Oh, that's nice. No, it's beautiful. <laughs> and then, <laughs> last little random one. Go on. What would you rather speak to all animals or speak all languages? Wow, <laughs> I've never in my life been. Uh, There's pros and cons to both. Yeah, that's why are. it's a bit like. Hmm. Do you know what? I think people can speak a lot of languages and I'd like to be different. I'd like to speak to all animals, so animals like yeah. Doctor Doolittle sort of thing. Yeah. 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 yeah I'd, I want that one. Honestly, yeah. all animals. That's nice. You can yeah. have all the animals on your side. Exactly. You just say something, yeah, they'll all come yeah, yeah, yeah. in. No, <laughs> definitely, definitely. I love that one. That's a good question. I've never had that before. It's just a random one, isn't it? Yeah. Isn't it? Oh, but That's thank cool. you, Chris, for coming. It's been amazing. And for all the listeners that want to follow your journey, see mm-hmm. what you have coming up next, where can we find you? What's your socials? I'm very active on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just Chris Evangelou, just my name. Mm-hmm. Um, you're, you know, as soon as you start typing Chris EV, usually Chris Evans comes up Evan. and then it's me. <laughs> <laughs> so I need to change Chris that. Evan, Chris Evans, yeah, yeah, Chris Evangelou. But there yeah, so I'm on, I'm on uh, uh, Instagram a lot. I, I am on Facebook. Again, that's, that's a bit saturated with family and friends. Like Honestly. That. But, um, Twitter as well. We Again, Chris Evangelou. Um, I own I own a gym as well in, in North London. So um, I'm allowed to say what? Of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's just the you fit. gotta plug yourself. Okay, like, yeah. Cool. Uh, the Fit Factory. <laughs> the Fit Factory. Uh, nice UK. One. That's on the Instagram as well. But you can find that through my through my uh, my handles. And then yeah, if you want to come down and do some training as well, I can help you out with your boxing skills or whatever it is. Just come down. Yeah. Nice one. Oh, amazing. Thank you, Chris. Thank you for having me. Yes, we're gonna go for some music and we'll be right back, you guys. 
Beep, 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 beep.